So here we day are here we are today, uh, Sunday, right before Labor Day, right? So one, I think it'd be good if we heard some words about what does it mean to labor and to work. What's a proper perspective on this supposed to be? And so we're going to be looking at boundaries and boundaries and work. Now I know some of you are like. Hey, great subject there, Pastor, because I'm retired. And, uh, but here's the thing. Everybody works, even if you're retired. Matter of fact, I had a retired person come to me yesterday, and I asked him, I'm like, well, how you doing? And said, Pastor, I got to get a job. I'm like, really? I thought you were set and everything's going well. He goes, no, it's not that. I need a job so I can have a day off. This retirement's hard. So that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about boundaries and how boundaries can make us healthier. Do you realize that we have a God who recognizes boundaries? It's true. God doesn't violate that. God does not violate your personhood. God does not push God's self on you. God allows you to enter into the relationship. God respects you probably respects you more than you may even respect yourself or respect others. But we have a God who recognizes that. Because, and the other part I want to say is the message we're going to get today. Now, this actually comes from a book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Now, I have to say that because this is just my musings, right? This isn't Jason going, okay. Here are some things the Holy Spirit told me that you need to start doing in life if you're going to have a better work life. It's not really it. I went to some professionals and I've got a source material for this. So I want you to know what that is. All right. I think that's important. That's just not my machinations coming up with stuff. So Christians have a very skewed view of work. Now I want you to understand we're created to work. We're created to work right alongside of God, taking care of creation, managing God's creation. And God has empowered us to work as co-creators. Did you know that? Co-creators. I mean, we, in the grace of God, we make stuff. We touch and impact lives through all the things that we do. But then there's this thing, we read about this in our scripture this morning, and it's called the fall, the fall of Adam or original sin, which is really the fall of all humanity. And what happened in that? Well, it affected our work life too because work became harder. Because of the fall, we are separated from God. We don't enjoy that intimate intimacy that we used to have prior to the fall. And now everything is skewed. Everything is not what it is supposed to be. And the fall has affected our work. Because we now have a tendency for disownership. We don't want to take responsibility. I mean, you get a little bit of that, right? Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the talking snake, and the talking snake is conveniently not there when God comes back to the garden. 
What does that tell us about human beings? We are ultimate buck passers, right? Nobody wants to take responsibility. Not my fault. And let's think about it. Who's ultimately at fault here? If God made everything in the garden, well, God, it's the woman you gave me. That's the problem. Woman says, well, it's the snake you made. That's the problem. So ultimately, God is the one who gets the blame for the fall. But let's focus on the fact that today we need boundaries. We need boundaries in our workplace because boundaries will make life more fulfilling. It will help us to be happier at work. You know, again, Christians have a warped way of looking at work. Unless someone is working in the ministry, we see our work as secular. I need you to know we're going to debunk this right here. That is not true. This really does distort a biblical picture. Each one of us, I hope you hear this, everyone here on this day is a full-time ministry with gifts and talents and contributions that need to be made to humanity. The Apostle Paul comes at this well in Colossians 3.23, and it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as if you are working for the Lord and not for human beings. Verse 24 goes on to say, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So whatever you do, do it as if you're working for God. You need to know your work is a spiritual activity because in our work, we are made in the image of God. And God is a worker. God is a manager, a creator, a developer, a steward, and a healer. And we've called to be those things as well. By serving Christ in our work, it is there that we can actually find fulfillment. Now, a lack of boundaries creates problems in the workplace. So let's see how applying boundaries can solve some of these common problems that we have. First, and we're going to go quickly, right? There's seven of them. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep hitting them. Number one is called misplaced priorities. You need to realize how much time and energy you have, and then you have to manage yourself accordingly. Know what you can do and when you can do it, and say no to everything else. Now, I want to help you, all right? I want to free you. If you're having a hard time with boundaries, I want to teach you, let's just call it a magic word. And it is a word that will give your life back to you. You need to use this word. Some of you need to use this word more often than you do. Now, what is this magic word? Are you ready? Oh, so you already know. Did you read the book? No. No is the word, right? No helps you set boundaries. I mean, it's kind of simple. It's really what Jesus said. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Allow yourself that. Now, the other thing I want to be able to say here is that 
Time management is a misnomer, okay? So if you have money and you manage your money, you invest it, you're wise with it, you don't spend it frivolously, what's gonna happen? You're gonna accrue more of it, right? You had some, now you have more. Now, let's go to time. If I say, okay, here's time, and if I said, if you manage it, can you add to 24 hours in a day? Because of your success of being a manager, can you make 25 hours a day or 26? And the answer is no, you can't. You can't make more time. So there is no such thing as time management. There is only self-management of you getting the most out of the time that you have. And that means taking care of yourself. And that also means being able to say no when you need to say no. Now, here's a great example of this, right? And it comes from Exodus 18. And it's uh, Moses. Did you know Moses was about to burn out? About to quit? Well, let's be honest. Moses almost quit a whole bunch of times, okay? He was always just right there on the edge going, I can't do this anymore. Well, he was this way too. And uh, he was here in, in Exodus 18. And, and he, was just, he was burning the candle at both ends. And finally, his father-in-law came to him. And, and this is amazing, y'all. Good advice actually came from the father-in-law. So it's in the Bible. We have it. And so uh, Jethro comes to him and says, you can't keep going on like this. What you need to do is we need to find people that we can get in here to help you. That you need to, you know, let others do the work for you. And then you need to take priority on what is the most important things for you to do. And that's exactly what they did. Now, here's the deal. It's not that Moses didn't like what he was doing. It was just more than he could do. He needed others to kind of come in others to help, others to work. Because the understanding here is this. Good things won't stay good things if you have to continually do them always, okay? Good things need limits because limits on good things keep good things good things. It's just that simple. Second, difficult coworkers. Yeah, we've never had that, have we? And if right now, if I've said that and you can't picture the difficult coworker, it's probably you. <laughs> I know, did that hit too close to home? I'm sorry. Many times when we're stressed out at work, it often turns out to be someone in the office who's just driving us crazy. But here's a thing you need to know, right? When you're talking about boundaries, there is a law of boundaries. And one of the law of boundaries is called the law of power. And here's what the law of power is. Law of power is this, you ready? You only have the power to change your spouse. No, that's not it. You only have the power to change yourself. You only have the power to change yourself. You can't change anyone else. And so if that's the case, then you have to see yourself as part of the problem and not the other person. And the minute you go, okay, the problem is how I relate to that person. It's not that person. I can't change that person. 
But what can I change? How I interact with them. And so that's what we have to start looking at. Because when we do that, we, we actually are empowering ourselves. We're taking the power back. And we're going to find creative ways, godly ways, to deal with those challenging people. So, you know, this really can be a life-changing and it's the beginning of self-control when we can really say, okay, I'm going to watch how I deal with that person. I'm going to control the only thing I can control, and that's my response to them. Third, have you ever worked with an overly critical person? You know, have you ever worked with a, a kind of an Eeyore, if you will, who's always down about something, always critical about something? You know, this can often cause stress in our workplaces too. That's super critical. And then, you know, we kind of get hooked. You know, either we try to win them over uh, by doing things that keep the critical person from focusing on us, or we end up just getting angry at them. Again, remember, you can't change them. You can't make them into something they're not. You know, stay separate, keep your boundaries, and don't get sucked into that game, okay? Fourth, anyone here ever had a conflict with authority? You know, you ever had a trouble with your boss? Uh, many times what we have here is a transference of feelings. Now, what's transference? Well, simply transference is when you express feelings in the present that really belong to some unfinished business in the past. Oh, that was so good, I gotta say it again. Transference is when you experience feelings in the present that really belong to some unfinished business in the past. Now, let me give you an example of this. Now, growing up, you may have had an overbearing father, never could make him happy. Your boss, who now is like your father in the sense that they have authority over you, tells you what to do and never appreciates you. And so what are you gonna do? You're gonna tell your boss off. Something that you always wanted to do with your dad, but didn't feel like you could do. My friends, you're responsible for your actions and your feelings. And you're gonna need to take a time out if this is something going on, and you're gonna need to ask some deep questions. You're gonna to wanna to leave the past in the past. You may need some help with this. You may need some counseling on this. You may need a, a friend to listen to you. But you need to deal with this before it comes back and bites you. Don't allow it to interfere with your present relationship and don't allow it to get in the way of the good work you've been called to do. You know, as a boss here, there's, you know, there are times that I felt like I just haven't gotten the respect that I deserve. So I was having one of those days and so I got a sign, and I made me a sign, and I wrote on the sign, do not forget, I am the boss, and I posted it right outside my door. You know, it seemed to work for a while. Then I was walking out, and I read the sign, and someone had written in on the bottom of my sign, and I don't know that I appreciated this. They said, hey, your wife called. She wants her sign back. Gosh. <laughs> No, no respect at all. That same day, that same day, I was walking by Gina Beal's office, our director of children's ministry, and she had a parenting tip out. And so I stopped to read it. And it said this, 
Treat a child the way you would treat your boss at work. Praise his achievements, ignore his tantrums, resist the urge to sit him down and explain to him how his brain is not fully developed yet. (laughs) And then I thought, I think that's directed at me, y'all. All right, number five. Expecting too much of work. People many times want their workplace or their company to be family. This lack of boundaries between the personal and work is fraught with all sorts of difficulties. We many times believe our jobs should provide a a primary nurturing, relationships, self-esteem and approval. My friends, you gotta get your primary relationship needs met in places outside of work, or work's gonna become a disappointment for you, okay? You've gotta be responsible for what you need. That's for places like church and social clubs. It's opportunities in small groups and and Sunday school classes. That's where you get those personal things uh, met and fed, not always in the workplace. That can be something that, uh, if you're expecting that and looking for that, you might be very disappointed. Number six, and this is a big one, taking work-related stress home with you. As I look out, I'm sure no one here has ever done that, right? You know, we keep personal issues out of the workplace and we keep workplace out of the home, or at least maybe that's one of the things we should be doing. And there's two components to this. The first component is emotional. Conflicts at work need to be dealt with and worked through at work. And not working through them, avoiding them, never makes them better, okay? It's hard, it's not easy to say, hey, I've got something going on with you, but you know what, can we sit down and work this out? That's an important part of owning you and allowing someone else to have feedback. Now, it doesn't need to be attacking, it just needs to be state what's going on. Try to understand yourself and then listen, right? Make sure the other person knows that they're, they're respected and that you respect their boundaries just as much as you want them to respect yours. But if you don't work out your issues at work and you keep taking work home, understand, you don't control your job. Your job controls you, okay? I can't say that any plainer. Second po- component is that, you know, we're, we're limited, right? We have finite things. We have finite time and energy and resources. Make sure your job, which literally never is never done, does not just continue into your personal life and cost you relationships that you need that really matter. All right? I mean, let's think about this. The seven days of creation. On that seventh day, what did God create? Nothing. What'd God do? God rested, right? Really, you're telling me that an omnipotent God is tired and he had to rest? And the answer is no, God's not tired. But you know what? God was modeling for us what a productive week, what a productive life, what productive work ought to look like, okay? And lastly, number seven, disliking your job. This happens from time to times. Boundaries are where our identity comes from, 
Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. Our work is a part of our identity. It taps into our giftedness and how we use that giftedness for others in the world. However, many people are unable to find a true work identity. They stumble from job to job, never finding anything that feels right, that is them. My friends, I hope you hear this. This is a boundary issue. They've not been able to identify their own gifts, talents, wants, and desires, and even their dreams. Now, if this is the case, you really need to find a professional that can help you, a counselor, a social worker who works in this area of, of doing advisement on, on what you can do with your life. These people can help you. They can help you understand who you are. They can help you understand your boundaries. And they can get you connected into a job, into a career, into a field that you can use your gifts and your talents to make a difference. My friends, God wants you to discover and use your gifts, to use them to God's glory, to find a job that is truly fulfilling. God only asks that you include God in the process. And that's where we get Psalms 37, four and five, which say, delight yourself in the Lord and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and trust in God and he will do this. Ask God to help. Commit your way to God and you're going to find your work identity along with healthy boundaries, which allow you to be a healthy person. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.